Welcome to Newbridge Christian Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David of Genevieve teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In, In Christ, Christ, we are God's new breed. Amen. Ephesians 1 from verse 15. What does it read? It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love unto all the saints, the next verse, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, we explained before that what is here is not saying God will give you a different spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. You know, some people say, okay, if you have the Holy Spirit, which other spirit of wisdom and revelation? The better rendering is this, that the, the Lord God of our, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ will give wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ by the Spirit. Are you following me? So that who, who gets the difference now? He will give you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ by the Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit is not a separate spirit from the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Are you with me? The same Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So, what he's saying here is that God will give you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ by the Spirit. Does that make sense? Okay. Now, he keeps on reading, meaning he's going to tell us more. Now, go to verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Now, does that end with a full stop or with a colon? With a colon. So, the next verse will tell you how he will do it. How will God give you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ by the Spirit? The next verse tells us. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That word, being enlightened, is a present continuous term. Or a present continuous tense. I beg your pardon. Do you understand that? So, he's saying, as your eyes of understanding are being enlightened, God imparts wisdom and revelation of Christ by his spirit. It's happening the same time your eyes of understanding are being enlightened. So, what, what am I trying to say? So when you come for a service and your eyes of understanding, he called understanding eyes. So when you are, you are being made to understand the word of God, as you are being made to understand it mentally to you, it's, to you, you are thinking it's just a mental thing. God is doing a spiritual work underneath. Who, did you get what I just said? So while you are understanding the word of God, when, the, when Christ is being unveiled to you from the scriptures, as you are understanding it, to you, you are thinking you are just doing a mental work. Okay, I'm understanding this thing now. It's making sense now. It makes sense. As it's happening in your understanding, God is imparting to you wisdom and revelation in your spirits. Praise the Lord. So, the things you learn from the scripture as though you are learning information actually has a spiritual backup. There's a spiritual power behind it. 
God does that impartation to you while the teaching is going on. This is why we come to church. It's not just to go and learn, have some lecture. As the lecture is going on, God is doing impartation in the spirits. <laughs> Amen. So you step out of the service. There's sometimes the pastor is not even talking about a particular issue. But as he's talking, the Holy Spirit will connect this to this and you know what to do. Who is following what I'm saying? mention a particular thing but as he's talking the holy spirit is doing the connection praise god you know concerning the whole we are moving to it's outside here so <laughs> so from next week from fe- first week of february we'll just put a banner outside that Sunday services meet us at that side. <laughs> I was being troubled about something. Then in the spirit I knew this was what to do, this is what to do, this is what to do. God connected me to someone. He was talking to me. Do this, do, do this, do that, do that. By the spirit. Tell the neighbor by the spirit. Thank you, Father. So, we want to continue our teaching on faith. Praise the Lord. And we've made so much progress. Now we're about to go deeper. We did something on Sunday. Were you blessed on Sunday? See, go back and get that teaching. Word programming. Word programming. I am what God says I am. I've listened to that teaching two times today. So today's emphasis. We're going to continue from what we did on Sunday. Are you with me? So I like the way we are doing it this, this year. We are building blocks upon blocks to make sure, you know, last year I noticed something. I taught a lot. But when I tried to weigh some of the people who listened to the teachings, they didn't get so much because I taught too much. <laughs> Do you understand that? So this year, we'll take one subject in one month, we'll trash it. Amen. Second Corinthians four verse thirteen. Second Corinthians four verse thirteen. Second Corinthians four from verse thirteen. It says, We having the same spirit of faith. Are you seeing this now? He's calling the Holy Spirit the spirit of faith. <laughs> Are we together? The same Holy Spirit I have and you have, you call it the spirit of faith. Is the spirit of faith different from the Holy Spirit? No. Are you seeing this? He says, we having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Hallelujah. So the spirit of faith is a speaking spirit. You cannot have the Holy Ghost, the spirit of faith within you and you don't do some speaking. Praise the Lord. There is some speaking that will be done powered by that spirit. Praise the Lord. Listen. The subject of speaking as it relates to the faith work is crucial. You see, it's a major course. You know, in the university, there are minor courses and there are major courses. There are, there are majors and there are electives. The subject of your words, what you say, speaking, ah, is six units. <laughs> In fact, 
I beg your pardon to say it's eight unit course. Praise the Lord. You know, if you make a B in an eight unit course, <laughs> it will shake it will shake the entire CGP. <laughs> Romans four from verse sixteen. Romans four verse sixteen. It says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is father of us all. Hallelujah. Now, see verse 17, which is the, where I'm kicking off. It says, as it is written, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Who was talking here? God. It says, as it is written, I have made thee a part of many nations before him who he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. He's giving you the CV of God. He says, God is the kind of person. He quickens the dead. And this same God, he, he calls those things that be not as though they were. That's the CV of God. He brought out some qualities of God. He says, God, he quickens the dead. But you see God, he calls the things that be not as though they were. So God is the kind of God that when he talks, if you want to reason it, it, reason it out logically, you'll be, you have issues. Because he will look at Abraham and say, I have made you a father of many nations. And from then on, do you realize that when God was giving Solomon wisdom, how did God give Solomon wisdom? He didn't say, did God say, okay, I will give you wisdom. Come. Open your head. He now rubbed something like this. <laughs> I'm putting on him. Say, okay, that's the wisdom. No. All God said is, I have given you wisdom. As far as God was concerned, as he said, I have given you wisdom. The word translated the wisdom. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? He says, this type of God, the way he operates, he quickens the dead and he calls those things which be not as though they were. Hallelujah. Now, why is this important? This is important because Jesus in his teaching of faith in Mark chapter 11 from verse 22 to 23. Let's go there. He said, have faith in God. And like we've explained before, he's actually trying to say, have the God kind of faith. Meaning, Operate the same principles of faith the same way God operated them. Meaning, learn your principles of faith from God. If God quickens the dead and calls things which be not as though they were, maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. And actually, it's not a maybe. That's the way. Hallelujah. So, God will come on the scene everywhere it's dark and say, Lights be. Are you following this? That's the way God operates. He will look at darkness. Do you know that God did not even talk as though he saw darkness? He just said, Light be. Do you know he didn't say darkness go? <laughs> he didn't say darkness go. He didn't say poverty, live my life. No. He said prosperity be. Abundance be. 
in the way. He says, he calls the things that be not as though they were. That's the oppression of God. Are you following this? Jesus said, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Operate the same principles. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, this issue of speaking, like I was saying, when you begin to study the Bible, you will find out that it is, it is littered everywhere. Even in that chapter where Jesus said, have the God kind of faith. The Bible will put the semantics in such a way that you will know that he was not joking about it. You know, some people they say, ah, don't make the confession too loud so that people will not hear it. I said, if it does not happen, eh, <laughs> you are still safe. That's the problem. That's why it will not happen. You must make it loud enough. Let's look at something. Mark 11 from verse 13. The Bible says, and seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, no man eats fruit of thee hereafter forever. <laughs> Jesus was a vague so The hunger, only God knows the hunger that was doing him. He was, oh, he was so hungry. Just came there. I want to eat. There's even nothing yet. No man will eat of you again. But see what verse 14 records. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eats fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Why did the Bible record this? He didn't say it. No man shall eat of you again. No. And he didn't just say it quietly and just spend away. His disciples heard it. You know, from this alone, Jesus already showing you you can talk to inanimate things. You can talk to trees. You can talk to that account. Use account to multiply. Are you following me? You can talk to... <laughs> hey God. This is a lecture in the supernatural. A training in the supernatural. You can talk to your body. You can talk to your leg. You can talk to... Oh God. Then verse 19. And when even was come, he went out of the city. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance said unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou causest is withered away. And just answer, answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed. Now, how do we know that his the, the, the idea of having faith in God is, means the God kind of faith. If you look at the context, they are saying the same thing. From verse 22 to verse 23. And just answering said unto him, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in this, into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. He's trying to tell you this is the same way God was also saying things. You know, we looked at that. Praise the Lord. Now, this is serious because from the study we've been doing of faith, we said, in one sense, faith is a noun. In another sense, faith is a verb. Now, 
There are different explanations to it. Hebrews 11 verse 1. By now, we should have crammed the whole Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Initially, when we started this teaching on faith, I explained to us that, Praise the Lord. I think I'm being too fast. Have you, who is following me? If you are with me, raise your hand. Hallelujah. Now, don't look back, everybody. Just put your face front. If you are not with me, raise your hand. Like what I'm saying, like this here. I'm on my own. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. We're doing a good job. But I will still come back. I'll take it slowly so that even if you are not with me, but you don't want to raise your hand, you will be with us. Amen. So, Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Remember, when we began, we said, faith is substance. That means it already exists in the spirit realm. In one sense, that is correct. So, this is already existing in the spirit realm. And God gives you an evidence. He gives you a witness that this thing is there. That witness you are having from the spirit realm that this thing exists is called substance. Are you with me? So, maybe um, you were praying about something and all of a sudden you were reading your Bible and you saw something in the Bible that addressed that thing strongly and you held on to it. It became strong in your heart. That conviction that is coming to your heart at that point is substance. Are you following this? And you hold on to it. So, God is trying to show you that this thing has been done already. Maybe you are praying for something and God now showed you a dream about this thing. Who is getting what I'm saying? That this thing already exists in the spirit. So you are getting an evidence of the invisible. You are getting a substance of the things hoped for. Are you with me? In that sense, it's a noun. But it's not always a noun. Pay attention. Sometimes it is a verb. If you study this same verse in the Greek, it says, now faith is the substantiation of things hoped for. Meaning, you are trying to, it says, faith is the creation of the things hoped for. It is giving substance to the things hoped for. So, you are hoping for something, but by faith, you are beginning to create it in the spirit. And we saw that happen in God's demonstration of creating the world. He was just speaking and speaking and speaking. And in chapter 2, we started saying that those things he said in the spirit began to play out in the physical. So, in that sense, was it a noun or a verb? It was a verb. Because he was substantiating. He was using his words to create something that was not existing to begin to exist. Have you followed me to this point? You get it now, right? And if we check it properly, that is what he's actually saying. He's saying, Now faith is the substance or the substantiation of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, for by it the elders obtain a good report. Now see verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So the word was given substance by the word of God. The word was made to be because he was actually speaking it to, to be. Do you understand that? He says through faith, we can now grasp this concept. That somebody was speaking and it was actually creating. Praise the Lord. 
through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So with words, I can frame. That means I, I must not joke with what I say. I must not joke with what I speak. On Sunday, I showed you. You know, we're doing what I was showing you what programming on Sunday. See, this teaching, this space series, listen to it all. Hallelujah. What's he trying to tell you here? That faith actually has a language. Faith has a vocabulary. That the man of faith, you will not see him oppressed by the things that's around him. Instead, the man of faith oppressed by the things he wants to create. Are you following me? There is the way he talks. He talks like his father. He calls the things which be not as though they were because actually he's trying to create something. So, even though it's not there, he's calling it be there, be there. Every time he's saying it, he's making it to be there. He, he partnered with Abraham to make Abraham a father of many nations. He said, okay, now, I have made you a father of many nations. Then he called Abraham and said, from now, what's your name? My name is Abraham. Ab- Abraham means assumed father, exalted father. He's saying, you are not a father, but because of one thing or the other, we can exalt to that position. Do you understand that? Same with Sarai. But when you say Abraham, so every time they asked him, what is your name? Father of many nations. After God changed his name. Do you follow that? So, every time he was saying, father of many nations, he's saying, I'm a father. He's declaring with God. He was calling us in the which be not as though they were. You see, he was partnering with God to make it so. He was giving substance to the things hoped for. He was hoping for it, but his words was creating it. Are you seeing this? Faith has a language. Tell your name of faith has a language. It speaks to and speaks the reality of God, not the reality of the visible. Faith has a language. It speaks to and speaks the reality of God, not the reality of the visible. It superimposes. Let me add this one. It superimposes the reality of the invisible realm on the visible realm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It superimposes the reality of the invisible realm on the visible realm. So I'll go again. Faith has a language. It sticks to and speaks the reality of God, not the reality of the visible. It superimposes the reality of the invisible realm on the visible realm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, even in the general concept of faith, this is what it is about. It is superimposing the reality of that realm here. So, for instance, the Bible tells us that we have come into the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, if that is what the kingdom of God is, you will not be in a situation where you are supposed to compromise and live out of righteousness. Even in that, that place you are, physically may not be the kingdom of God. But in the spirit, you are in the kingdom of God. So, in that place, you live righteously. Did you get me? 
We are living in an unrighteous world. This unrighteous world may not be particularly called the kingdom of God right now. But because in the spirit we are in that kingdom, we live in that kingdom here. Do you get it? So, the Christian faith is the imposing of the reality of that place here. So, when God is saying, you're more than a conqueror, but around you, you look like a failure, you impose that place here. You use your mouth and say, I am more than a conqueror. Do you understand that? You, you, give, you keep speaking it till it becomes substance <laughs> and begins to manifest. When around you, you don't have anything. The Bible says when men are cast down, you will say, there is a lifting up. You see, why do you have to say? Because, listen, this thing is the creation formula. It's a programming code. Ezekiel 37. It says, true faith we understand. That the words were framed by the word of God. True faith we understand. <sighs> Ezekiel 37 from verse 1. Now, what we see in Ezekiel 37 was actually a snapshot, a journey into the spirit realm. And God was showing Ezekiel. You know, many times when we read this thing, people think this thing happened physically. It was the spirit realm God was showing Ezekiel and God was comparing it with the physical realm. Let's look at this. Ezekiel 37 from verse 1. Say after me. Lord in my life. I will not leave anything short of what you've planned for me. I will not leave my life. Say after me. I will not leave my life. As though you did not plan for me. I will not leave my life anything short of what you've planned for me. Amen. Ezekiel 37 from verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. You need to get the the concept here. The book of Ezekiel from beginning to end is visions. (laughs) The book of Ezekiel is visions. How do I know? Ezekiel 1 verse 1. Read Ezekiel 1 verse 1. These were verses I used to, when I began my work with God, I said, hey, what sort of man is there? I said, God, give me vision. He says, and it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Cheva, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions of God. Visions. So, the whole of Ezekiel is visions of God. Amen. So, back to Ezekiel 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. This was the spiritual state of the people. So, God took him in the spirit to see. He was actually seen about Israel. Do you realize that? Israel were normal people on the earth. They were moving like normal people on the earth. But in the spirit, they were bones. And they were very dry. And verse 3. And 
he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones. Hey, this was a classroom in the spirit. God took him into the spirit to see the effect of his words in the spirit. Oh God. Prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear ye the word of the Lord. Listen, why didn't God just speak to the dry bones? God told him to prophesy. You know what God was trying to do? God was trying to tell him, my word in your mouth is as good as my word in my mouth. Are you sure you are ready for this service? Hey. <laughs> See, before you come on Sunday, pray. I'm serious. Thus said the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause bread to enter into you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews upon you, and bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin. Now, see verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews of the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. This was what was happening in the spirit. Now, do you know what God is doing? God is showing him the power of programming. See, of word programming. God is showing Ezekiel the same thing he was doing when he was creating man. <sighs> so remember in the Old Testament, the, in, this is Old Testament, in Genesis, the Bible says that God molded man, eh? then he now breathed in, into man. So he first of all molded the man. Come to think of it. Do you think all was doing in molding man? How do you mold? You know, people think God just used sand and dust and mold, put it together and formed man. How do you think dust? Can you have you seen where dust is? Has it ever occurred? Can you mold dust normally and produce you? No. He didn't just mold. The Bible says he molded dust. He used his words to gather the dust. <laughs> He used words to gather it. God will receive understanding. He says, So I prophesied as was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, there was eight, but there was no breath in them. Verse 9. Then said he unto me, Prophesy to the wind. Hey, God. Hey. Prophesy to the wind. Hey. And say to the wind. Lord God, come from the four winds of breath and breathe upon this lane that they may live. So I prophesied and, and, as he commanded me and breath came, in, came into them. Listen, don't forget this is happening in the spirits. One thing many people don't realize is that the lag of our words here doesn't happen in the spirit realm. In the spirit realm, once you say it, it has started forming. The reason why it doesn't happen immediately here is because it must solidify there before it comes here. In the spirit realm, once you speak, work has started. Some people's life, you know, I was saying something on Sunday. Preaching the spirit. Where people say things, they just talk like this, talk like this, talk like this, and 
By the time it's put together, nonsense. Now, see verse 10. So I prophesied as I was come as he commanded me, and bread came in unto them, and they lived and slept upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, These bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say. Our bones are dried and our hope is lost. So, as they were saying our bones is dried, they became dry in the spirit. Hey. Most times people don't, when they read the scripture, they don't get to this point. They were saying our bones are dried, our hope is lost. And in the spirit, it began to happen. So, even though they were in the earth, like normal people in the spirit, they had used their words to make themselves dry. To, oh God. Is <sighs> our bones are dried and our hope is lost and we are cut off for all our parts. See verse 12. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus says the Lord, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves. I will cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. Oh my people, and brought you out of your graves and shall put my spirit. Do you realize that? God finished it in the spirit first. He's not telling Ezekiel to instruct the people. So, the people will now go on saying, God said, he will open our graves. As they are saying it, they are bringing what God has done in the spirit here. Oh God. Listen. Listen. Ah. Oh Many times people pray. Their prayers have been answered. Their prayers Do you understand? But they use their words and scatter it. Hey. Hallelujah. I shall put my spirit to them and ye shall live. Now, when I was preparing this for this service and I was reading this, the Lord told me to say this to somebody. So this is the word of the Lord for you. Listen. Oh my people, I will open your graves. Maybe, maybe in your life, there's been things that is looking like it's dead. Maybe you have been looking like you have, your bones are dry and your life is going in a certain direction. The Bible is saying, God is saying, I should tell you. He says, I have opened your graves. I have brought you out of your graves. I have put my spirit within you. I have made you an exceeding great army. In the name of Jesus. He has opened your graves. He has opened your graves. He has brought you out. He has brought you out. He has put the spirit upon you. You are an exceeding great army. In the name of Jesus. Thank you father. Pray in tongues now. Let's just pray in tongues a little bit. Mando shakabalagade. He has opened your graves. Ah! Shikabababa. He is the one that turns graves into gardens. Parete ketu sabarade. Mando shukabaragades. Thank you, Lord. Ah! 
Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Now, look at Ezekiel 37 from verse 1 to 12 is a class. Is a class in the supernatural. Overhead. So the reason the bones were dry was because people made their bones dry. They spoke themselves to dryness. Let me tell you, I know New Bridge is an exceeding great army. You know, somebody had a dream. One of our brothers, he was sharing with me this morning. He said in the dream, that was last night. He saw us in this hall. We are arranging our things. And he saw Pastor David Ibiomia standing. He said, are you sure this hall can take you guys? <laughs> he said, you both should plan for a bigger hall. And he left. <laughs> Listen. Mark my word. God has said it. It will happen like thin. In a short while, this hall, when we come back, it, it will be overflow. God has shown us that this city has been given to us. The nations of the world have been given to us. You will not be small though. You can't be small. Psalm 91 from verse 1. I'm just going to pick some scriptures that some of you ignore and you see what God was trying to do there. Psalm 91 from verse 1. It says... He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I trust. You see, everything in Psalm 91 were things that we're supposed to say. <laughs> I will say of the Lord, He is my fortress, my God. Say after me, God, you are my fortress. You are my God. I trust in you. I will say, see verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. I will say, all these things are things you are supposed to say. Praise God. Hallelujah. We catch up with time. Thank you, Father. You see, when you say of the Lord, now, is without you saying it is it not your fortress and your helper is it not your god even if you don't say it is it not your god he is but when you start saying it you are giving substance to the personality of god in your life hey are you following this when you say it it becomes effective remember that time january last year i was teaching you something let's go there i was teaching you something Two, three more verses and we'll close. Philemon. Philemon 1 from verse 5. Let me read from verse 4 into verse 6. It says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers, hearing of your love, of thy love and faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and towards all saints, now see verse 6, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, 
what is he actually saying he's saying that because you are in christ jesus there are good things that are in you but it will become effectual when you begin to acknowledge it now somebody will say is that what he's trying to say look at that scripture very well that's what he's trying to say he's saying that the communication of thy faith what is communication meaning you are saying something the other person understands it the reason why they understand is because they are seeing what you are saying they understand they can relate to what you are saying so when a person has faith in the lord jesus good things come into him but when he begins to acknowledge it it becomes effectual so if the bible says you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus when you say i am the righteousness of god in christ jesus it becomes effectual are you following this if the bible says you have in him and hid all the wisdom all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge you say in i am in christ i have access to wisdom and knowledge it becomes effectual praise the lord hebrews chapter 13 Hebrews 13 verse 5. It says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. So, even though he has said, I will not leave thee nor forsake thee, he wants you to say, Do you understand that? Because without you saying, even though he's your helper, even though he has, he, he has said he will never leave you nor forsake you, if you don't affect it with your own mouth, it will be there in the spirit, it will never come here. Are you seeing this? And the last verse for today, Job 22. Job 22. See, I'm going to teach this thing to you people who understand it. Till it becomes fire in your bones. <laughs> See verse 28. It says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Now, See verse 29. When men are cast, then, cast down, then thou shalt say, Are you seeing this? When men are cast down, no, what most people cause is when men are cast down, there shall be a lifting up. When men are cast down, there shall be a lifting up. No, he said, when men are cast down, then thou shalt say, there is lifting up. Praise the Lord. Now, is God, does, is God not able to save you when there is cast down? He is able, but your word is what activates it. He's trying to tell you the creative power is in your words. The creative power is in your words. So say after me, there is lifting up for me. There is lifting up for me. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. Let me tell you the problem. People have become so acquainted to negativity that they have taken it as normal. When we tell them, I noticed something on Sunday. When I said, everybody stand up on your feet, declare to yourself, the things you want to see. After 10 minutes, they were tired. <laughs> they don't know what to say again. I am under the conqueror. I'm excelling life. I'm moving forward. You are used to saying, Wala deo, omen, omo, this thing, oh, oku, eh. You are used to saying negativity. Guy, I just broke like this. Eh. 
You see, your, your word has trained you to be self-defeated. But now, we are doing reprogramming. So say after me, I am what God says I am. I am a victor. I am a winner. I am a victor. I'm a winner. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I always have abundance. Always have abundance. Always have abundance. Always have abundance. I have money in abundance. I have money in abundance. Whatever God has asked me to do, I always have the supplies for it. I am never stranded. I always have more than enough. I'm a lender to nations. I'm a lender to nations. Jump on your feet. Glory. Say me, my words have power. My words have power. I'm a solution bringer. I'm a solution bringer. I'm a solution bringer. I always have the answer. I always have the answer. I know what to do. I walk in wisdom. I walk in wisdom. I walk in wisdom. I walk in light. I walk in light. I am completing him. I am completing him. Hey. Glory. I want to show you. I want to show him some more things, but we're out of time. The Bible says, Say not in thy heart, who shall ascend into heaven to bring down Christ from where he is? Or who shall go into the grave? To bring it, he says, but the word is nigh thee in thy mouth and in thy heart. Meaning, the word of God in your mouth is as good as Christ coming down from heaven. That's Romans chapter ten from verse six. Is this? There's so many things I want to teach at once, but it's seven thirty already. Before we open that one, and that scripture, I have to show you another scripture. <laughs> says who shall descend into the deep that is to bring up Christ from the dead but what's yet is the word is nigh thee meaning his word is already close to you he says and in thy heart that is the word of faith which we preach see verse 9 what's the word of faith the word of faith is that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart you know we are going to come to this later incubation faith, faith the inner workings of the faith, faith life you know, people say, but I've been confessing. Your confession has different levels. There is a time you are confessing even though you are not believed. Keep on confessing. Because there must be a confession of your mouth and a confession of your heart. When the both of them agree, nothing can stop it again. You know, Abraham will say, and he was fully persuaded. Before Abraham became fully persuaded, was not already saying, I'm Abraham, I am Abraham, I am Abraham. If thou shalt confess, the word of faith is that if you believe it in your heart and confess with your mouth, that God raised it from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, to bring this teaching to a proper close, Matthew 12, verse 34. So, I, I want to give you something to work with. How to make it work. Because now, as I'm trying to tell you, um, say this, say this. Some of you may feel like, I'm not feeling it. Maybe I'm even deceiving myself. Who has had that feeling before? 
you are trying to make some confessions and you feel like you are deceiving yourself like ah are you sure that I'm not <laughs> let me show you how it works Matthew 12 from verse 34 Jesus speaking he says oh generation of vipers how can ye being evil speak good things do you see this for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh the reason why it's, it's hard for many people is because they are trying to say what's not already in their hearts are you following this Says for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaker speak it. Verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. Evil man, evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Verse 37. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. You will be condemned by your words. So you'll be justified by your words. So with your words, you can actually speak your way forward. You can speak your way forward. But he gave you a key. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. So key number one, feed your heart with good treasures. Let me tell you, it was my experience. I noticed after reading my Bible for a long time after i soaked my heart in the word of god a time came where on my own somebody will say you are this i wouldn't even know when my spirit will react against it when i went to meet my friends and that you know when guys are playing you're a very stupid boy look at your big head i couldn't play like that again because i've fed my heart to so many things that even in my play, you know, Paul would say, My speech and my preaching. Do you understand? It was not with the enticing words of man's wisdom. Meaning, a time came where his speech and his preaching could not be separated. See, listen, go back home. Tell yourself that this is 2021. It's a new decade. I'm going to create this decade with my words. It may look like you are wasting your time. Keep on talking. After a while, eh, your words will come back and imprison you. You will so speak life, you will so speak prosperity, you will so speak greatness. It will come and make you on your those words will make you do the things that you ought to do to make those things happen. <laughs> you know, it says by the words that are condemned, it's, a, it's also trying to say by the words you are arrested. So, you know, when you are implicated for greatness, you cannot but be great. You can see. Let me tell you, at this stage in my life, it's impossible for me to fail. Sometimes it's impossible for me to fail. From now henceforth in this church, anytime I'm preaching and I make a, a declaration, collect it. <laughs> Carry it and put it in your heart. Hallelujah. Say after blessing. I carry the blessing. I'm the child of the blessing. I'm the child of the blessing. Kayaman, I carry the blessing. I'm the child of the blessing. The horn is in my hand. I'm, I'm telling you things to say. The horn is in my hand. The gates have been given to me. I'm the child of the blessing. Kayabata Katima. I'm a child of the blessing. If you are online, say after me, I am the child of the blessing. I was born in due season. I am born in due season. I am born in due season. The elements of the earth 
are orchestrated to favor me. The lights are orchestrated to favor me. My path is path of wealth. The lights are falling in pleasant places. The lights are falling in pleasant places for me. It always falls in pleasant places for me. It's done out for my good always. It turns out for my good always. Let me tell you, these are things I've said. See, I've so said things like this. Eh? Oh God. I have never been stranded. I'm telling you my experience. Lord, listen. Even if you decided to be small in life, it's too late. Because you came for this meeting, because you came to meet me here, it is too late. It is too late. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You are destined for the top. The gospel of Jesus Christ is sponsored because of you. I'm telling you what things I used to say. Things I said years ago. My money. God will count on me to sponsor the gospel. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Be thou exalted. In Jesus' name. Amen. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. For in Christ we are God's new breed. Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.